We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 241. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we'll be previewing the 2014 CBS fall TV schedule. Plus, we'll talk Doctor Who and the lottery, a reality check, and some TV recommendations. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 241. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Carla Day from Buddy TV and TV Fanatic. Hi, Carla. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Ah, I haven't I haven't talked to you since uh, Comic Con, Comic Con 2014. I mean, obviously we've talked on Twitter, right? But right. actually, voice to voice, it's been since Comic Con. So I hope the rest of your summer, though I will argue that it's still summer, was going well. It is still summer technically. September is a summer month, everybody. Though today here, I will say it does. It's like 60 degrees, and the it's like a perfect fall day, even though it's September 9th or 8th. So yet, jumping right in, our one news story is that Fox has canceled Gang Related after one season. Not a surprise, since it didn't Not a surprise, really... because I wasn't, like, I think actually, if it had premiered earlier in the season, it might have done okay. Like, I, it, it may be a different story, but they burned it off over the summer, and... I did like that show. I covered it, and I talked to the executive producer, and he had really awesome plans for season two. So I was, I'm really disappointed to know that it was canceled. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it too. But I mean, I liked the, the sort of the twist on usually it's undercover the other way. Uh, so I, I liked that that was, you know, it was still the same type of stuff that you would expect except for that one twist. Uh, but it was, it had some action and, uh, and, you know, a lot of people in it that I liked. Yeah, the burn off over the summer. Yeah. But just, but put on, like, Thursday nights sort of to die, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're trying to. I mean, that's the night where people try and put their uh, their good stuff. But it seems like that's the type of show that is more like the type of things they put on a Monday night. Right. And so it's sort of, to me, like, not in the right spot. Like, people that would have been watching, you know, like, 24 or or stuff like that, like, if they would have put it on after that to continue on the summer... It seems like that would have been a better idea. Because their whole guys... thing is that they want to do like year-round programming, right? But if they keep having shows that don't do well over the summer, then that's not going to work for them. <laughs> Did you guys both watch the show? I watched the beginning of it. I didn't. Fin- I mean, I'm I'm one of the reasons it was canceled. I didn't keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say that I have I I have some news about what would have been season two that I could tell one big thing that I haven't reported anywhere. If you would like to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm always interested to hear like what somebody, because they obviously aren't going to just plan season by season. So it is always interesting to hear what somebody's plan was or kind of where it would go. And then more people will be like, Oh, I should have watched it. Right. Well, cause in the finale, um, Javier, um, Ryan Lopez has Javier beat up in prison and it's kind of like, well, is Javier alive or is he dead? And most people, it seemed, at least from the comments I was seeing, 
thought that Javier was killed in prison. But Scott um, Rosenbaum, the executive producer, said that, no, he was going to be severely injured in the fight, but that he was going to survive. Hmm. So he would have been alive still in season two. And then the dynamic would have all changed around because Ryan Lopez would have been still angry at Javier, but Javier then now would have turned against his quote unquote son, the orphan. So mm. kind of bummed, but I, mean, I guess it's a it is weird what it is. year for Fox because it like a regime change can totally like if something like that could have continued, like if Kevin Riley was still there, like was he a big proponent of it? And then the, the next people just didn't care. Like it just seems like they're changing their minds about what they wanted to what they want now and shows that were picked up and we're going to air just kind of like a casualty of that. Right. And we're stuck with things like Mulaney. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so upset about Mulaney. It's so bad. Um, oh my God. I'm, I'm glad to hear someone else say that. Oh my God. I thought it was awful. I thought it was it is horrible. <laughs> Good. I'm yeah. It's like, as soon as I hear someone like, confirm to me, cause I was watching, I know we're going to talk about CBS in a minute, but we're kind of still talking about Fox. So this is fine. But I was watching, um, seriously, OMG WTF on Twitter, obviously watching it but not wanting to name the pilot that she thought was so terrible. So she's like, well, they've taken an aging sitcom star and he, you know, telling him to do whatever, like about Martin Short. And I was like, oh, she's talking about Martin Short's character. They've taken, you know, a, and she's going on and on and on about just how much she hates it. And I was like, I'm so glad that somebody else is like, I hate it. <laughs> there so wasn't bad. anybody on that show that I liked. No. They were all like annoying or just over the top too much. And just, yeah, yeah it was just bad. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. So that's our Fox news. There is unconfirmed news that Mystery Girls was canceled. It's not confirmed, but I mean, come on. It's canceled. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I likely, mean, likely not mystery to solved. High yeah. five. Like, yes. terrible. <laughs> I do Which, hope, though, that that assistant, because he was over the top, but he had some really funny lines that just didn't work like in the show as a whole. So I hope that he lands somewhere and Ryan McPartland, I hope he shakes it off, takes like 75 showers. And I'll absolutely watch Jenny Garth's, the Jenny Garth project on HDD. <laughs> I'll absolutely watch that. Cause I always watch those things. I don't know if I'll watch the William Shatner project when that comes on, but I will watch the Jenny Garth project. Anyway, that's our news. All right. So now that, now that we've talked about Fox, Again, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump over to. Uh... Oh, here's some news. CBS officially announced James Corden as the host of the Late Late Show. So it's in CBS. Yeah, that was. Uh... And Bachelor in and... Paradise was renewed by ABC. And my question was, who? That was, like, that was like news <laughs> that I saw like all over the place like this morning. And I was like, wait, didn't that happen already? Well, that's what Ryan and I were talking about this morning. We're like, nobody's was announced like, like two weeks ago. Didn't they bring his name up? And like, everybody's like, he's going to be the replacement. Like, sure, there was no official thing from CBS, but like, it was signed. Like, everybody knew. And I guess today was the official thing. And it was just like, okay. And I was still like, who is he? Yeah. I still don't know who he is. Uh, he was on uh, Gavin and Stacey, the British yeah. sitcom. But other What's than that. that? <laughs> but other Sorry. than that, that was actually a good show. Gavin and Stacey. Yeah, too bad the uh, the Fox remake didn't uh, actually uh, ever get aired. <laughs> that wasn't a bad show either. I don't know why it wasn't aired. I'm so upset about it. All right, okay. but anyways, anyways went off on a, another tangent. Time for the so CBS Fault Preview. Preview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first off, Sundays for CBS. 
Madam Secretary uh, starts up a new show uh, September 21st, and that'll be followed by The Good Wife as of September 21st. And then CSI as of September 28th. I think it's a good decision. I mean, I'm so excited about The Good Wife, and there's just no... That's my favorite show on TV, and I'm, I got the premiere today, and I'm, like, freaking out that I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I just love that show. I think it's a good thing for CBS to put a show like CSI at 10 o'clock because of so much overrun that it's not as heavily serialized as, like, The Mentalist had gotten that... It's, you know, you don't lose as much when you need to miss that last half hour or, you know, they can air them out of order. They can do that kind of thing because it's not as heavily serialized. Um, So that's the thing. I won't watch CSI. I haven't watched CSI probably ever, (laughs) ever. And it's in like, it's like 12 seasons. I don't know. Maybe it's in 10th season. I'm not really sure. But that's me. And then Madam Secretary, I like Tia Leone. I like Tim Daly. I like Zelk. Zelshko of I don't know how to say his name um <laughs> the guy that's so, in everything the guy who's in everything and and you know the minute you see him I so Sunday night for me is definitely a Madam Secretary I'm going to give it a second episode because the first one was strong enough for me and the good wife it's all about the good wife for me even without Josh Charles sad Aww. I know you, I'm really so sad about it I really liked Madam Secretary it was probably one of my favorite pilots and uh, I liked Tilioni. I liked all the characters. I liked the mystery that was in that show. Uh, I think there's going to be some comparison between that and State of Affairs. I thought that's on, that's going to be on NBC. They were very similar in kind of like tone and format, even though she's going to be the Secretary of State and in State of the Affairs, Heigl plays kind of like a briefer to the president. But I thought Madam Secretary was much better done with better acting, like stronger characters and the mystery that kind of is at the end of the premiere. I was much more intrigued by and felt there was much more personal involvement and made more sense to me. So um, I like that. I like the characters just when she did in the premiere, there's that that little thing where she does she makes a little uh PR move about her clothes Mm -hmm. and I just like that sold me on the show I think I liked it before that point but that like twist kind it's not even really a twist but like really showcased her character I thought and how her character's smart and can really play to the role of you know secretary of state I totally agree with that because you totally you, you don't know for sure like if where's why are they pulling her as the secretary of state? Like it doesn't really make sense. And that little move where she's willing to play that game too. Right. Kind of like, okay, she, she does have the chops and it is something I think would be interesting to follow. Yeah. And she, she knows, she, she knows how to play the game and will play it, but only when she has to. Right. You know? And so I really love that show. The good wife of course is the good wife. Um, I had (laughs) some issues with last season, um, actually I had, I had a major issue with last season. I had a lot of, like, I really thought that I was really disappointed in the way that Alicia, Alicia was portrayed in part of the season where I thought she kind of like lost herself and became too much about her husband again yeah. and, and that, but then, um, with the death and stuff, it kind of got pulled back around and now with her maybe potentially running for state's attorney, um, I think it'll make it more about her again, which I think will be um, good. 
And then, uh, so I'm excited about The Good Wife more than I have been in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CSI, I stopped watching maybe five or six years ago. I watched, when William Peterson left, I pretty much stopped watching. Um, but I think it'll do good in 10 o'clock because the people that watch that show aren't watching, I think generally speaking, they're not watching the other more artsy or genre stuff that yeah. plays on Sundays. So um, I think it'll be a better fit there than I think the mentalist had a little more crossover with the cable Sunday night yeah. stuff where I don't think CSI probably has quite the same. I agree. Yeah. And they're also going to be doing the, that spot where it'll be, you know, CSI and then it'll be the CSI stupidly named cyber show. For I like that name, but it'll be that, It'll be a block of, or, you know, that time slot will just be, you know, CSI something for, you know, pretty much the season. Yeah. I will check out CSI Cyber when it comes. Just, I, I did not. It. Yeah, just because of the cast alone, I think. Yeah. I did not see the backdoor pilot episode that aired. So I really have no idea what it's about. And it seems like it's going to, that wasn't really a true backdoor pilot. I sure hope not. Cause that was terrible. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I think that'll be, I don't know. I'll give that a watch. See how it is. We'll probably watch that, you know, at least see what they've yeah. done with it once, uh, what they're really going to, to do with it. Uh, but, uh, but for Madam secretary, I liked it too. Uh, it's one of the overall better fall pilots. Uh, I think it pairs really well with The Good Wife, both strong female leads, uh, characters that, uh, you know, everything's sort of revolving around. And I I think they do some interesting things in there uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing more of that one. Yeah, for sure. The one thing I have to, I really hate the Sunday football delays that really, like, I just wish they would just, you know, get rid of 60 Minutes. And just, I agree. Just do like a long, I mean, or only do 60 minutes when they know that it's going to be done. And then do like, just plan for football, you know, a f- after football show of like, like they wrap have up. the OT for Sunday Night Football on. Yeah, exactly. On NBC or, or is that on Fox? Whatever it's on. Yeah, on Fox. They're smart I think... enough to like, that's never always a full half hour. That's whatever's left to the hour. I think that they need to, they need to start doing something. They're, they're stuck in this historical thing of. You know, like 60 Minutes has been around for so long, we can't touch 60 Minutes right. uh, type of night? thing. Well, it, but it's still it's still a, That's it's a, a good news, idea. It's a news program. And so it could be a little more flexible. Like, yeah. granted, it is called 60 Minutes and it would be weird if it, you know, only aired 32 one week. <laughs> but, you know, but still, it's it's something that they could. That's something that they could fluctuate within the hour or put yeah. 60 minutes on a half an hour, uh, put it on an hour later and then only run like Madam Secretary and the Good Wife, you know, and move CSI somewhere else or, you know, something yeah. like that. But anyways, I just really hate that. And I think that it has hurt their Sunday shows. I agree completely. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, it, it can't be uh, that that helpful uh, for especially a new show, like to lead off. <laughs> yeah, to lead off the hour. Which is why on the premiere, the night of premieres, it's airing after The Good Wife because there's football. It's already scheduled to start at 8.30, and it's going to rerun after The Good Wife at 10.30. Right. That's at least – at least they're doing something. But in yeah. the world of DVR especially, 
I think that even hurts more now because like basically I stopped DVRing um, CBS because with other so many Sunday shows. Well, you just have to like DVR from like <laughs> from. Like I mean, you got to DVR eight the whole night 11, on CBS or until twelve, you know. <laughs> so it's like you either DVR CBS or you don't. Which I do have to say, the addition of Madam Secretary helps that I want to watch both of those shows. Right. So that does help. Oh, Sunday. All right. <laughs> so on to Monday. Mondays on CBS will start out uh, the season with uh, the Big Bang Theory starting up September 22nd. And then that'll be followed by Mom as of September 29th. And then new show Scorpion on September 22nd. And closing out the night as of September 29th will be NCIS Los Angeles. And then later in the fall, Two Broke Girls will take over that first slot uh, from Big Bang Theory as of uh, October 27th, and Big Bang Theory will move back to Thursday nights after their after the run of football is over. But uh, what do you think of uh, Big Bang Theory being back on on uh, Monday nights for a little bit while they have football, and uh, what that'll do to their Monday shows? Do you think that'll give uh, you know Mom a little bit of a, a? I think it'll give Mom a pretty good boost. I'd say it might while. because it certainly helped the Millers. Which I loved, by the way. <laughs> I watch every episode and I'm interested to see when we get there, we'll talk more about it, but I'm, I'm interested to see how Sean A. Hayes like adds to it, but whatever. Yeah. Monday nights. Um, I do think it will help. I think Alice and Jenny being so ever present at the Emmys winning for basically everything um, will help mom. I think big bang being there and ahead of it will help mom. Uh, what other shows are on, on Monday nights? So they're going to have big bang, It'll be Big Bang and then Mom, and then later on it'll be Two Broke Girls and then Mom. And then Mom. And then what's on 9 930? It will be Scorpion. Oh, so they're doing two two hour longs. Yeah. Yeah, Scorpion okay. and then NCIS LA. Yeah. I think it'll help. So what do you think about Scorpion, Carla? I may be one of the few people, but I really like Scorpion. I mean, okay, I will entirely admit that I had to suspend my disbelief for the a last lot. part. I mean, the last the last 10 minutes is with so the, over the, the top crazy and insane. <laughs> but I will say that I did believe that what they were doing was physically possible. I just think that it was insane and crazy and probably not very likely. But I like the idea of, um, you know, taking these group of kind of geniuses and putting them to work. I mean, it's that kind of stuff is by jam, to be honest. I mean, you like MacGyver when I was a kid, you know, it, it's it's not the same. But I mean, people that are able to do extraordinary things to save the world. I mean, how can you not like that? I mean, the characters were a little clunky in the pilot. I don't know why people keep giving her a job. Catherine McPhee. I like her. I liked her. Because she's I'm pretty. Smash. No. <laughs> she was, a good was really. She was kind of weird, though, at Comic-Con. But besides that, um, I really liked her in the role. And I liked the idea of the son and, and the main character being able to interact and help her understand her son while she helps them communicate with the outside world. I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be able to maintain it to a level that I'll keep watching. We'll see. But if it keeps like the suspense up and 
you know, from what I understand from the interviews at Comic-Con, that they're not going to be doing such crazy things as they do in the pilot, which I think will help the series. But I do think that it worked for the pilot to say, to show kind of how far they can go and what lengths they'll go to save lives in the world and all that good stuff. So and I do agree that it was better than, like, I, I haven't necessarily seen people, like, not loving, not, I don't know, they don't hate it as much as people hate Stalker. I think, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I got through Scorpion, like my thought on the subject was it, I got through it. I thought it was perfectly a fine kind of in the vein of CBS kind of show. It kind of, to me had the, the person of interest start where it was kind of, it wasn't person of interest. Now is not what person of interest was when it started. Right. And I think that it, it definitely has potential for me to be a show that like long run, maybe it'll be something I can marathon on weekends kind of thing. I, right. I thought that I liked the stuff with the son. I liked how very easily they were like, your son's not like withdrawn. He just doesn't know how to communicate with anybody. Like, I liked that they were able to pick up on that. And I liked that exploration. I like that too, chess moment. Like, yeah, I, it was so that great. was a moment like, where I was like, okay, I want to watch this show. Yeah. And I like that. And I don't know if she's going to stick around, but like they have a female genius too. Yeah. Which helps because, you know, she's kind of quirky and, and fun. As soon as they, it's kind of, you know, I've seen a lot of people compare it to Big Bang in that it's like a bunch of people who don't really know how to function. And then a hot girl comes into their life, that kind of thing. And to me, as soon as they brought in Bernadette and Amy, like the two female scientists that are geniuses too, it felt better. It felt more, well, you know, more well-rounded to me. So to have somebody that's, it's not just these super, intelligent guys and this pretty young lady coming to save their, you know, social life or whatever. I think it's got potential and I'm, I'm definitely, it's on my, I'm going to set the DVR for it because I, I do want to check out and see kind of what happens next. It's funny. Cause when I watched it, I never really made the big bang theory comparison, but I could kind of see where people are getting that. Yeah. So I, I never, and I still don't think that Catherine McPhee's character is a penny character. Really? I mean, she never came across as like the pretty girl to me. I mean, she yeah, is I get attractive, but it was her, like none of the men looked at her that way, which is very different than the big bang theory where she's there. And I mean, Leonard immediately is attracted to her right. where I think like the main character in Scorpio more sees her as like an emotional connection, not a physical connection, which I think is a huge difference. Yeah, I know. I agree with that for sure. Well, there was definitely some interesting elements of it. I like the stuff with the sun and, you know, especially the at at the very end and, you know, that that sort of connection. Some of those things were interesting, but I also like shows that have the super smart person or or whatever, you know, like, you know, an elementary or or what have you, you know, some or somebody with really good abilities at something, you know, like a person of interest or. These types of shows, you know, where they're saving people and helping people out, but it went so over the top in the first episode that I think it's a good thing, probably for the show, that they will not have the budget to even attempt anything like that in subsequent episodes. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it just, uh, it took it from a show that had some elements in it. Uh, that I like that maybe it could grow into, you know, an an enjoyable like weekly procedural with the these people 
solving the, you know, whatever the big problem of the day was uh, to just over the top silly. And (laughs) yeah, but do you watch, do you like, like, okay, for example, to me, I would make the comparison that that was an awful lot like the leap across like a car on the highway that's made in the last Fast and the Furious movie. I yes, mean, that, it, it like, totally is. So... The problem is, is in it, you totally buy that in Fast and the Furious because of the world that mm. they've set up. They do not, they do not set up that type of world. Oh, see, I didn't buy it in that movie, but I loved it. It's like uh, in the beginning of the show, it seems more grounded and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's this so far over the top that you don't buy that that would even happen. Uh, pretty much. Did you either of you go to the screening at Comic-Con? I didn't. No. Because I'll say that the audience loved the ending. I mean, they were hooting and hollering and, you know, like all into it. So I don't know. I've been looking at fall preview stuff and it seems to be making a lot of people's list of like potential best bets type of thing, which I was super surprised. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's not a lot of hugely <laughs> great shows to me that are like, this is an absolute must watch. Right. So it, it's a little easier to make something that's kind of middling a best bet. But like I said, I think it has potential to, to kind of turn itself on its head like Person of Interest did. Person exactly. of Interest, like I said, it's a completely different show. And it's like changed itself completely. And I think, not that it has to change itself completely, but it's so much more exciting than I ever thought it would be. So I think that, I think, you know, I'm giving it definite potential on my list. I'm going to give it another episode or two just to see what it does when it settles into, you know, a better idea of what it really is going to be from week to week. Right. Um, So that moves us to our 10 o'clock show, which is NCIS Los Angeles, which is we'll be taking over that spot. Do Do either of you watch it? I do. I have been. So I don't. I I've actually, never seen I've seen one episode of NCIS and because it's the only episode that I ever seem to turn USA on to like when USA is having a marathon <laughs> it's always the episode where Tony and whatever um Dr. Isles they're quarantined <laughs> Oh it's that's a horrible always one that too. episode and so I've just never watched any Um I like I gave up NCIS a couple seasons ago it just got to be kind of bland and draw from like like same old same old and no excitement too much investigation where NCIS LA is more they they get more into the heart of like terrorist type stuff and like going undercover and suspense and and that so that ones I kept watching I'm a little worried about the time slot move just from a competition standpoint because you know with Castle and the Blacklist those are all three of those are shows that have somewhat the same demo yeah but I mean, it's a strong show, so I'm not worried that I'll get canceled because of the move. But I do think the ratings will go down. The live ratings will go down. Um, I expect the seven day will probably stay pretty s- similar. But and I really think it's also a good thing that the blacklist is going to move. Yeah, that's true. That'll definitely help because that's. I think it's only eight weeks. Yeah, um, that's something like November. that. Like November fourth is the last blacklist episode. Yeah, and then it's moving so that will help because state of affairs it's got a tough time slot yeah for sure so that's monday all right so tuesdays cbs will have uh, ncis followed by a new show ncis new orleans 
and closing out the night with Person of Interest, all starting up on September 23rd. I watched the I watched NCIS and NCIS LA, and I didn't particularly care for NCIS New Orleans. I do like Scott Bakula, but I, well, I do like some of the people in the show. I also didn't like that they brought on a character that is using an actress that was on uh, Jag, but she's not playing the same character. That bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> you hang out all the time on Law and Order. <laughs> There's like some people that have been on JAG, NCIS, NCSLA, you know, like, and there was one other show, wasn't there, that was part of the same universe? They did NCIS um, Red, they or they tried well, to do yeah. a backdoor spinoff for that. That were all different characters, and yeah, some people get really worked up about that. But, I mean, there's people that I was doing um, a slideshow for something about, like, shows people have been on before, and I'm surprised at how many people back in their career before they were known were like on Law and Order multiple times as different characters and the same show. Yeah. Well, I actually thought that this would have been interesting. Like there's nothing in that that, that previous character's background that doesn't say that she couldn't have developed into an NCIS agent. <laughs> so they should, you're saying she should have just stayed the same character she was? Yeah, they could have just used the same actress and brought the same character and just given her a backstory of what happened between who remembers Jag though. I mean, like I, and I mean, we nobody, do, but, but it's still, I just think it's funny that now that there's a, it's not like they're bringing Catherine bell on as a different character. Right. I mean, that would be <laughs> her face is different enough though, that she could be. Yeah, that's true. But she's going to be the good witch that's permanently me. now. All right. <laughs> Catherine bell. I always liked her. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't think I'm going to watch CBS on Tuesdays. I'll watch Person of Interest, but it's a show that I tend to DVR. And then, yeah. like, once a month, I'll, like, watch three <laughs> watch, or four episodes in a row. Watch the backlog and then... Yeah, it just... Because it flows better that way, I think. Now that it's so heavily serialized with Samaritan and The Machine and... Yeah, I agree with that. It's not a I like show it, I, I just don't... It's not one I race to. Right. All right, so Wednesdays, CBS will have Survivor starting up on September 24th, and then that'll be followed by Criminal Minds and then new show Stalker starting up on October 1st. I have never, aside from Survivor China, which I don't know why I didn't watch that season, though I do remember a lot of parts about it, so maybe I did watch the season. Otherwise, I've never missed an episode in 24. Three seasons, I guess, technically. Uh, so I will absolutely be watching Survivor because it's a show that in its 23rd season last wave, last wave, last year, <laughs> was so still able to surprise me that I don't, it's one of those, it's one of the reality shows I go back to because it still is, it's the same thing all the time, but the players are still very interesting or they're, some of them have never watched Survivor and it's like, how have you not watched it and try and be on it? Like, so I'm, it's interesting to me, and I will never miss an episode. I don't. Otherwise, I'm not watching Criminal Minds because it gets a little too dark. Though, I will say I am very interested in about Jennifer Love Hewitt joining the cast as a series regular and BAU specialist because I don't know something about that feels weird. And did you see that outfit she had on in the photo that was released? I did, and, and it just like, didn't look. There was something that looked wrong yeah. I don't know yes. I don't know if it was like that her boobs were too big for the shirt or what well, probably, but... she did just have a baby and they're already big to begin with 
And right. so maybe it just that was, was ill fitting or something. Yes. I agree with you completely though. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I'm a larger chested woman. So, I mean, I have nothing against that. It just, it, she looked, she didn't look right in that picture. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, she had a, a huge hit for CBS for five years. Yeah. So I, she's what they, you know, people like her and I loved like back in the day, she was a huge, I was a huge fan of hers and I, I liked the client list to a certain degree. And I, I just don't watch criminal minds anymore. So it's like, I don't know if I'll even check out like her first episode just to see what happens. But I stopped watching that when the guy with the blonde hair, whose name I can't remember when he started using drugs, like in season three or something. Yeah. I, and it was just so dark. And so, I mean, and I watch a lot of dark shows, but for some reason that one just like bothered me too much. Yeah. It's very dark. Cause they think of like the worst things people could ever possibly think of to do. And they're like, and this is what we're going to do this week. I, for some reason I still watch criminal minds, uh, but I'm interested uh, in that stalker seems to be the show that is taken the thing that a lot of people don't like about Criminal Minds and like ratcheted it up even more. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, well, I I watch Stalker. I am a very big fan of Dylan McDermott and always have been. Um, the Practice was one of my favorites, just in general, and I loved when The Practice crossed over with Ally McBeal that time. And I just. And I like Maggie Q very much on a personal and professional level. I think she's one of the nicest people in the history of the universe. So I want her to succeed. I didn't hate it like everybody else seems to hate it. Like, I didn't it, hate it. It seemed perfectly inoffensive. Another CBS crime drama. And sure, somebody gets burned to pieces. Whatever. <laughs> it's still nothing different than we've seen on Criminal Minds. So like, for people to be like, oh... Kevin Williamson killing women off or whatever. It's not about that to me. It's just another dark CBS drama. The biggest problem I had with it was, um, first of all, one of the first things that I thought was that the shirt that Maggie Q had on was entirely inappropriate for her job. <laughs> and, which, and I liked that it was pointed out to her. <laughs> and I was actually, and I was like, why would wardrobe put her in that in the pilot? I'm like, that is just not an appropriate shirt. And then when it became a story point, her shirt, I was like, okay, now I get it. But because at first I was like, oh, there's this is just not right. And then the other thing is I thought that in the pilot episode, they um, Kevin put in too much stocking. If that makes any sense, because you have too much stalking in a show called Stalker. No, How that, dare they? No, <laughs> I know. I mean, completely. There's like, you know, you have the main case that started at the beginning and then there's the the which is what they kind of pursue. But then you have the Dylan McDermott character kind of doing his weird thing. And then you have Maggie Q's weird thing. And then you have the two boys from college that are having some weird thing. And then you have one of the college kids you know, getting in a weird situation with Maggie Q's character. So there was just like for one hour or 44 <laughs> minutes, whatever, there was just like, I thought they were trying to squeeze way too much in yeah. to set. Like I would have preferred if some of that stuff, like with the one college boy and like Maggie Q's character, like maybe that would have been something to start episode two with or something. 
Right. You know, like leave well, a little mystery like about the characters. Episode with something about like that, but don't don't have basically like three A stories because that's what it ends exactly. up being. They're all like supposed to be nothing felt B story to me. It all felt like it was supposed to be this number one thing that we were focusing on, and then you kind of lose focus because you're trying to focus too hard. I totally understand that. Yeah, it, it could have just done without like one of them at least. Yeah. I think, and it would have that would have you know it's not like they wouldn't don't have this episode two to put that in. So um, I did like it. I do understand some of the critiques. I think some of the critics just you know I it have this a kind pile of, on exactly yeah. like one person comes up with some witty comment about it, and then other people just kind of pile on and. There's some, you know, people that are heavily opinionated in certain areas and they have to find, it seems like one show every season to like pick on. And this one just seems to be like the dads of the season. For the most part, I think if you like Criminal Minds, you're going to like Stalker. So it makes for a good two hour pairing there on the night. Yeah, I mean, they are paired. And then you can have nightmares all night. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. We move on to uh, Thursday, which Thursdays will be Thursday night football, uh, NFL starting up on September 11th, and then starting up at the end of October, on October 30th, Big Bang Theory returns to uh, Thursday nights, and that'll be followed by The Millers, Two and a Half Men, and new show The McCarthys, and then also Elementary will be closing out the night, uh, as I said, all starting up on October 30th. Thoughts on the McCarthy's? Listen, I will support <laughs> any new kid on the block <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> and it was about halfway through this pilot. I made it halfway through the pilot where I was like, <laughs> where your support waned. I don't know if I can do this. Um, but then I realized that it was a Ritter son and I love John Ritter and I love jo- Jason Ritter for the record. I love Josh Ritter, even though he's not related and he's a musician. But I, I, I like Jack McGee, I like Laurie Metcalf, and I like Kellen Coleman, the other guy I've never heard of. But I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't like the Millers, and this was worse than that. <laughs> it was, for a first episode, Perfect. it was super terrible. Uh, it, it's, it's sort of over-the-top uh, sitcom-y. Everything with the, the accents and then all the, I don't know, lots of uh, stereotype humor. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was just, uh, of, of a lot of the comedies, it was definitely the one where the laugh track stood out the most because I wasn't laughing. And, and it's the laugh not track a laugh was, track, it's a live audience. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I wasn't laughing and you know, anytime that... That anytime that the people on the TV are laughing and you're not, it just shows how different the comedy is for what you you know what you think is funny. And so, I don't know. I think for me, uh, of the of the new fall sitcoms, and and this includes <laughs> Mulaney, this was the one I I liked the least compared to Mulaney. Yes, <laughs> you liked Mulaney more than you liked this. Yes. Ooh! Wow. <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like the McCarthy's. I did laugh a few a few times. I liked the premise. I liked the family. I think that family I mean the twist kind of at the end was kind of weird, but about the daughter. 
But yeah. overall, will I tune in? T- I don't watch a lot of comedies, I guess I should say, first of all. And I do watch um, The Millers. It's like something I kind of run while I'm doing other things. And I do find it funny. I do find that there's some jokes that make me laugh. Um, but I like fart jokes. So that kind of, you know. <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably maybe give the McCarthy's another chance. Um, I, the acting was probably my biggest problem with the hour. Just it felt that, off. That didn't help either. But that's something that can improve as they know their characters. And I really liked the Ritter. What's I don't know which Ritter it is. What is his it first Tyler? name? Tyler. Yeah, I liked him. He was like the one person I really liked on the show. Like, and to see him become a basketball coach, like, come on, that could be com- like comedic gold. I, I that's I'm interested in seeing his character really out of all of them. That show's gonna do well. To yeah. be honest, I mean, it's <laughs> we got the, the Big Bang Theory. Like, they all kind of have the same live-action, studio audience, multi-camera kind of show. The Millers, I'm interested, like I said, to see what happens with Sean Hayes joining. Because I love Sean Hayes, and I, I wish Sean Hayes... You'll either break the better. show or make it better. Yeah. It just depends. I will give the McCarthy's a second episode, like I said, because I do love Joey McIntyre. And he was, like, the very first love of my life. I got in a fight with my mom last night. Because we were sitting at the dinner table and she says, I said something about elementary and how I was very excited it was coming back. And she was like, livid that I like the show. Because apparently she hates it. She Which hates one? Johnny Lee Elementary. Okay. She hates Johnny Lee Miller so much. She's like, kids. Like, and she's going on a tear. And everybody, like, it was at a family dinner. We're all sitting around the table, like, did he do something to you? Like, <laughs> like, did you guys have a falling out? I mean, did you not like hackers? Like, I'm trying to like think of reasons why my mom. How can you not like so hackers? Much. How can you not like hackers? Right? And she hates him, and I was like so upset because of how much I do enjoy Elementary. And my dad's like, "Yeah, I try and put Elementary on." And she walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just couldn't fat that. That to me doesn't make any sense. Um, because I didn't know people had that visceral a reaction. To is it Johnny is Lee. it him or is it him playing the role that she doesn't like in the show? She couldn't expound upon it. Because I don't like the show. <laughs> this is hilarious, Amory. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Apparently, you are a lot like your mother and just don't realize it. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so much like my mother. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. You're like I you're like exactly talking like about how you don't get this, and I'm thinking about. Um, God, there's like a handful of, of, of actor and actresses names that I could say right now. <laughs> no, I always have reasons why I hate people. That's the difference. I always have a reason. It's very small and it might be some stupid thing they did like four years ago, but I always have a reason. She has no reason. flips up and it should flip down. Yeah, exactly. Or that American accent they tried six years ago was terrible and I've never <laughs> forgiven them for it. Anyway, so she's so against elementary, and I, I was like, I was really offended because I really like it, and I really like um, Lucy Liu and, and Johnny Lee Miller, like their friendship. I I'm excited for that, and I think Big Bang is going to do well wherever it is. So football's not going to hurt anything. Very true. Yeah, I, and for me, I'll be watching you know, or DVR and Big Bang Theory, and uh, and then watching Elementary. I gave up on the Millers last season. I gave up on Two and a Half Men a couple seasons ago, and. There's just, there wasn't anything. You actually in there. watched it? 
Oh yeah, I watched two and a half. Oh, men I wanted to mention two and a half men um, because Maggie Lawson is going to be on it, and my heart broke. I know. <laughs> I was like, do I have to watch it now? I love her so much, and I trust her so much, and now she's on Two and a Half Men. Are you gonna watch? No, she's not a new kid on the block. <laughs> <laughs> if, if she's not Johnny not Lee Miller. Yeah, if Don, yeah, she's not Johnny Lee Miller. I mean, part of me wants to watch to see like what she wants to be a part of it for, but no, no, I've never really watched any more than two or three episodes in the long thing and i've never found it funny and i'll never watch it again it's ending this season right yeah oh did ivy know that remember the other day when ivy was looking for what shows were being canceled or ending oh yeah i saw that on twitter anyway well that would be one of them all right so fridays friday cbs has the amazing race starting up on september 26th and then that'll be followed by hawaii 50 and blue bloods uh that's Speaking easy. of new kids on the <laughs> That's block, easy for me to say. Starting up also on September twenty sixth. I think the Amazing Race on this Friday night is fine. It's a great show. I don't know why it keeps winning Emmys because the seasons, like the past couple seasons, have been pretty terrible. Cinematography is great and the direction is pretty good. But I, I think that so you think you can dance or even I don't know the voice should probably have taken over as the winner. Uh, but I'll definitely be watching that, and it'll be nice to not have that on delay because that was always the show that, like, was delayed first on Sundays. So we'll see what happens there. I've it watched probably every... do well there, I would think, just because it's kind of a family show. Like, Undercover Boss, when it airs on Fridays, and I think of, like, Shark Tank on ABC, like, these Friday night family reality shows, I think, could be huge. I think I'm the amazing. I think it might get new life out of being moved to Friday. Right. I might um, watch it. I never watched it on Sundays because I just had too much other stuff. But yeah. the few episodes I've seen here or there, well, you know, during the delay that I was having to sit through, <laughs> um, it looks really interesting. So I might actually give it a try now that it's on Friday. Yeah, because it's and it's it you know loses the competitive nature of other show like Sunday nights, and I think that it'll. I think that it'll be good. And I've watched every episode of Blue Bloods. I don't intend to stop watching it. Um, I'm still really upset about everything that went down with Jennifer Esposito and how her um, celiac disease kept her away. Because in my mind, Amy Carlson's character, Donnie Wahlberg's wife in the show, um, would have been killed. And then he would have been living happily ever after with Jackie, which <laughs> is a little dark. But I just really liked his chemistry with Jennifer Esposito. And it I sounds like mind. a stalker episode, actually. It does. I don't mind Gia from General Hospital. Marissa Ramirez, I like her. And I like Blue Buds. I think that Sammy Gale needs to grow her hair out, but these are little things. It's not going to prevent me from watching. And also, I have to put, uh, I have to lower the volume at their dinner scenes because they eat so loudly. <laughs> and it's like, it's awful to me to hear how loudly they eat. Like, it's so realistically, which is fine. And I don't mind, like, being around people when they're eating, like, in real life. But something about the the sound editing on those scenes is so lip smacky or whatever. It's just so weird. It's such a little like it's it's a classic Amory problem. But <laughs> that at least you're able to overlook for I can the overlook quality it of the for show. The quality of the show because it is a solid drama, cop drama, family drama. And I I watched Hawaii Five O for like four episodes and then I didn't watch it anymore. Now, I'll probably watch continue to watch Hawaii Five O for whatever reason. 
Blue Bloods is a good show. For I fell behind though, and somewhere last season. So I I don't know if I guess it, it, it's not. I mean, there is some serialization to it, but you could probably pick back up and yeah, and, it's and a show you could miss again. an episode and and uh, but uh, makes sense. That's Fridays, and then Saturday CBS will have reruns of stuff. And then, uh, 40... and they should have sixty minutes, so we don't have to worry about it on Sundays. <laughs> but they don't listen. To they it. could have sixty minutes and then forty-eight hours. <laughs> I mean, it'd be perfect. Like <laughs> sixty perfect. minutes and then like a repeat and then forty-eight hours, and I'll be like, they could make it the news night or something. Yeah, exactly. News night, news news time Saturday. Because don't they call it like crime time or comedy time? Yeah. Whatever. News time Saturday night. We have an idea for you, CBS. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> Call me. Um, so that's CBS. All right. So uh, any overall thoughts on uh, CBS's? It's more of the same, and I don't think that's a bad thing for them because more of the same every year has been yeah. working for them for a decade. Yeah, when you're at the top of the when you're at the top of the heap, and you give keep giving more of the same, then it should be a good thing. Yeah. I think their comedies will be, you know, they they didn't do well with their comedies last year. I think, you know, the one that they have basically coming will do better than Crazy Ones. But yeah, we'll Crazy see. Ones was was as an example of them trying something different and failing pretty spectacularly. Yes, well, that's that's the always the thing though, failing somewhat for CBS, uh, would, but would be. A hit on any other, any other network, network right? with Ugh. the same numbers. The problem is that show on any other network wouldn't even have got the numbers that got it canceled on, I know. on CBS. No. So that's that's always the thing I said. You know, like last season, like if you would have just if you would have swapped like the Crazy Ones and the Michael J. Fox show, then the Crazy Ones would have got like nobody watching it, and and Michael J. Fox would have done like seven million viewers. Right, you know, but Which uh, I didn't dislike the Michael J. Fox show either. So that's our CBS preview. It's time for prime time. Doctor Who season eight, episode three, Robot of Sherwood. So, Amory, how are you liking the new Doctor? I don't mind him. I really don't. I just think that this this episode was um, kind of all over the place and felt disjointed and felt weird and. I did like that he hated how Robin Hood and his merry men laughed like all the time. That to me was a great quirk of the doctor that he was like, you're not laughing about a joke. Like, why are you just laughing? And then he caught himself bantering later, which I thought was fun. But like the episode felt like Mark Gaddis was like, let's have Robin Hood. <laughs> That's where it ended. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of similar to uh, what a uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship. You know, like they just have like yeah. they just have like this premise, and then they they figure out later how to fill it in and and sort of uh, and sort of hook it into uh, the overall you know this overall thing of uh, you know the promised land or uh, and and whatnot that's this the ongoing story arc. But I think I don't know. I I thought there was a lot of stuff in the episode that was fun, but it was also just like really weird. Like where did I mean, uh, where did the spoon come from? Like, where? <laughs> why does he all of a sudden have a right. spoon? Does he always have a spoon? Have I just not noticed this before? Uh, is it this, this doctor that carries a spoon? I mean, it made for a fun, you know, fight scene between a spoon and a sword. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, as someone who doesn't watch Doctor Who, I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm I'm like as glad I'm not watching watch it. Doctor Who. Well, I'm for like, some reason what? like on this. You know, in the TARDIS, all of a sudden he was like, he had a spoon and he, I, I, I don't know if he was eating something or not or what he was doing with it. And then later on, he had the spoon with him when they landed. <laughs> and, and of course, the one, oh, it's not enough gold. It's not enough gold. How about that one golden arrow that yes. we set up in the beginning of the episode? It's going to save us all. I just, it just felt too tidy. It felt too, yes. I don't know. Like that was the that was the the gold they were missing was enough to make an arrow uh, out of all the gold that they were trying to find that apparently they were they were willing to take off and turns out they were short just an arrow's worth of gold just an them, arrow's worth of gold that would at least get them out of the atmosphere before you know they exploded uh, yeah there was I don't know there was a lot of weird things <laughs> on the on the show that I mean there was enough fun things within it you know like you said where he was. Uh, like he hated the bantering, and then he caught himself bantering later, uh, and <laughs> was like, "What am I doing?" Uh, you know, there was uh, a lot of the him thinking they're not real because they kept laughing. There was there were some interesting you know bits in there, but overall there was a lot of there seemed to be like more weird stuff yeah. <laughs> in the in the episode. And I mean, from the premiere to the second episode, ratings fell fifty percent. Wow. And I don't know how it was last week to this week, but like it wasn't an episode that necessarily drew me in. I like him a little bit more now. And I do like, he's, he's making his own name kind of as a doctor and he is sarcastically funny. And I do enjoy that. It's just, I don't know. I also, I also like that. they I also like that. They keep making like old jokes, you know, like, like Robin Hood was like, well, it'd be more believable if you were the one coughing and pretending you were sick because, you know, like you look all pale and, you know, they, they keep hitting on right. that uh, from episode to episode, which is kind it of funny. It just felt weird. Like he was trying to be too protective of Clara. and Well, it almost seemed like it was, it was just sort of like a one-off episode and then it tied in a little bit. A little, very little bit. To, to something that they were doing. Which they've done before where they've had episodes that don't quite like correspond with what everybody else is experiencing i don't know i'm interested to see what happens next week and i do want to learn more about that danny pink guy because he's going to be a companion i'd like to start to learn about him all right i think that's enough about the doctor that's doctor who (laughs) the lottery season one episode seven saint michael so carla you've been watching what do what do you think of the lottery I actually, I really like the premise. Uh, last night, it, we're talking about last night's episode, right? That's the right one? Yeah. That was the first one that really didn't draw me in very much. Um, until that, I I really love uh, the doctor, Doc, uh, Allison. I was going to say, wait, I don't remember the doctor being in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. The doctor, Allison, the fertility doctor, I really like Allison, and I particularly like her relationship with Kyle. Uh, I just, you know, they, I'm hoping that he opens up to her after, and tells her the truth, so that they can work together with this, the rogue group that he's kind of gotten himself involved in. Well, she's going to need a new companion. Yes, she is. I, overall, I like the show. I think the nefarious like group um, with Darius Hayes 
and like with the military and what they're trying to do, I would have thought we would have had a better understanding of like what their end goal is, because at this point we don't really know much except for that. They want control of the babies, but there's like no reason given why. Yeah. It's, that's completely confusing to me. Like at, at this point in the show, there's no real reason why that's like a big mystery. We know, right. we know, like these people are the sort of the bad guys type. I of, mean, they want to kill the president at yeah. this point. It's like, but it's like, why is it so important that you get whatever it is you want to get? Yeah, and and what did they and what did they know about, like what the you know the fertility doctor and stuff? What they've been finding out, uh, uh you know that it was a virus that was uh, created right. that you know started the whole thing. Uh, I'm okay with that being still a mystery. Like, yeah, I, know, but I like, like seeing that unfolding. But the other part is like, like why? Did they know that? Like, are did are they part of that too? Like, you can't. That you're not quite oh, sure yeah, if like exactly. they're part of that whole cover up. And now they're trying to. They want to have, or like, why was that thing you know even being created? Like, uh, apparently to control population, and you know it it ended up going too far the other direction here. But yeah, the whole thing about like, you know, they keep taking in all the kids and they they want control of, uh, you know, these embryos and the babies and, the, you know, they want the military to be in control. But like, for what? Like, right. W- w- to me, it, at this point, it doesn't seem like leaving that a mystery is is a mystery. It's becoming more annoying not knowing. And, exactly. You know, then there's plenty then of more other intriguing. mysteries. It's it's not it's not intri- it's not something that I'm intrigued by that I'm like, you know, it's becoming something that's annoying me, which is taking away from the show, not adding to. Right. Uh, and then there's some of the other things that, in the show where, from episode to episode, it feels a little disjointed. At first, you, you know, in the first few episodes, you weren't sh- quite sure like if they really even had like an idea of like it was almost like they had this premise and they weren't really sure what they were doing with it, uh, and and they've been building this stuff on top of it. Because, uh, uh, like, all of a sudden in this episode, has there – I don't recall. Has there ever been a mention of this this group that's been fighting against the government, the May 2s? Yeah. Have, yeah, have they, that, have they been you, mentioned? Yeah. Did you watch the episode? Not Last week it wasn't on because of the holiday, but the week before is when Kyle met with them for the first time. Well, yeah, but that was, like, the first time. But that was, like, episode six, and it was all of a sudden, like, this was a thing. They were, like, bombing places and stuff. And I was like, was there – at least a mention in like a news report or something behind all of a sudden there's this other group that's, tr- that's trying to get him to help them in this, in last night's episode, all of a sudden you find out that uh, the two doctors had a much more <laughs> of a relationship in the past than. That was weird to me. I was, that's, okay. Cause that I seemed was to wondering like, drop like out of nowhere, like that they not only, not, not only did they have a relationship in the past, but she got pregnant and apparently right. had an abortion before they knew, you know, before this, uh, the fertility crisis happened. Right. And, uh, you know, which does fill in some interesting backstory for her of why she so much now, you know, kind of wants to have a baby and why right. she does some of the things she does, why she became a fertility doctor like she is. Yeah, that totally seemed like I was like, what? but it seemed to just like drop in out of nowhere or there didn't seem to be. Like, did I miss something in between the two of them where there was at least an acknowledgement that there used to be something more than they were just, you know, colleagues? 
I wasn't surprised to find out that they were more than just colleagues. I mean, I think there was a little bit of inkling that they had some kind of personal relationship, but not to the degree that it ended up. I mean, I it almost seems like that was like a creative decision probably made later because I had the feeling that they had something, but more that it was not necessarily serious more, especially like when he walked in and she was with Kyle, like there was a little bit of jealousy there, but it didn't not to the extent that I would have expected given what now we're learning their past is. Yeah. I don't know. There just, seems and then to they be kill they, yeah, there just seems to be things that they drop in, in the show that almost sort of come out of nowhere. And you're like, that's sort of an interesting thing, but it seems like there should have been some sort of like lead up to that or the show itself doesn't seem to have a smooth flow from episode to episode of like overall uh, story thing. Exactly. They, sometimes they just seem to be dropping in things to be like, Hey, look at this new piece of information uh, while still not giving me the one thing that's annoying me, which is like, why the military wants control so so much so that they're willing to go to uh, you know extreme lengths to to try and and get things not to work so well so that they can take control right uh, you know so that they can get like the public behind them to to take control i don't know i keep watching it but i don't know <laughs> it, the it, one thing too is like the president he doesn't, whenever he comes on screen, I'm like, oh, right, that's the president. He just never had, seems very presidential. Like, to me, he or that just he's kind in, of, like that he's that in he's charge, in of, charge anything. of anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, he comes on screen and he, there's no, like, presidential, like, oomph of any sort. And then you have, you have Vanessa, who is, like, his chief of staff, but yet, like, even she, I'm like, don't you like actually have a real job? Like, aren't you supposed to be with the president? Cause you never really see them together. And it's just weird. I don't know. I like the show, but it's more of like, uh, I'm just going to watch cause I kind of want to see how it's all going to play out type thing. I'm kind of disappointed that James got shot though. Cause it's like you put this big, it's almost like they made their relationship more clear in this episode so that his death can have more impact. Yeah, that, that, that... And to me, that seems really false, too. Well, the other th- the other things are things that bother me, little things, are like he's searching through the house for something and, you know, he finds what he wants. But the people that are coming also to look for that stuff, they find him with a folder, they kill him, they take the folder, and they just assume that he's grabbed every, like, wouldn't you also search a little bit more in the house or something like they just like turn well, around weren't and they leave. following him isn't that how they got there that they were no, following they, him they had our remember they took the doctor or the doctor the the son of the you know at that other clinic they had taken him and they had already found out that he was dead and she had called him and told him don't go out there because they probably they probably know about it too but he went anyways and he just uh, happened okay. he was just ahead of them he had got there before them but I just found it funny that they were there to like get this information and they just assumed, well, he's got, <laughs> he found it. <laughs> that must be the only information possible that could be in this house that, uh, because that was the only thing that he took while he was trying to get out. Uh, Unless they were worried because they set the alarm off that they just needed yeah, to get I don't out. Know. It was just, just little things like that, 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 that. Oh, I totally though, agree. That, that you're just like <laughs> various different things where they just do something. 
uh, and everybody sort of assumes that that's uh, you know. Well, they, and they the first lady, the first lady, like you knew immediately that she was totally like helping the um, the one candidate because she wanted the baby. I mean, like that was like immediately clear that that's what was going on. She's like, oh, you need to have the baby, and then I'm going to take it. You know, which just seemed weird to me that she would just go that direct route, but and that she's getting away with it. So far, anyways. Yeah, no, I'll probably watch the rest of the season to uh, to see where it goes. But it's it's just a really weird. It's it's got some very interesting ideas and an interesting premise behind everything. Uh, and, you know, a different take on a dystopian future than some other you know type of things. But it just uh, it's very. It's not. It's, it's not very up and down from well. episode to episode. <laughs> I never even watched the pilot. I got two copies of it. I never watched it. <laughs> the, pilot, um, the pilot was probably the best episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's prime time. Uh, a lot of reality happening. I know Carla and I are going to have a long conversation about Utopia, so we'll save <laughs> that for last. Um, I just wanted to comment on everybody who didn't remind me that there was a new episode of the Great Food Truck Race starting in August. I happily caught up yesterday, and I am totally... I don't like Middle Eastern food. I just don't like those flavors, but I'm totally behind Middle Feast. I want them to win um, because they just seem really fun. And uh, the one guy, Tommy, is really sarcastic, and I really think they're great. So my fingers are crossed for them, and I really hope that the surfers don't win because I don't like them. Um, America's Next Top Model, that show gets more insane every time I watch it. Tyra Banks is probably legit a crazy person. She the things she comes up with. All I know is that uh, makeovers are tonight's episode and the makeover episode is my favorite. And I, because of the CW releasing like the pictures from the episode, I've already seen what the makeovers are. And these people just look awful. And I'm like, I can't imagine being in the situation where Tyra's like, why don't you dye half your hair blonde and half your hair brown? And that, that'll be great. And they're like, yes, let's do it. Cause Tyra says to, they look like an idiot, whatever. Whatever you're, you're on. You're still in the running to becoming America's Next Top Model. So good on you, Master Chef. I don't have a favorite. I just don't want Courtney to win. It feels like this season has not been as exciting as seasons in the past. I don't know. I don't really have much more to say other than that. And I wish that, like, I find myself wanting to fast forward through it. I still like it. I still like the judges. I just wish it was, I don't know, more exciting. Um, and so you think you can dance? Anybody who didn't think. That Ricky was going to win. I mean, come on. He was pretty much the front runner the whole time. The judges loved him. He was an amazing dancer. The choreographers loved him. All of his fellow dancers seemed to love him. And if it's all about basically a popularity contest because the best dancer doesn't always win, he was incredibly popular. I'm not upset that he won. I really liked all the top four, so I'm glad that he won. And that's my run on reality for the week. <laughs> and so now let's talk about Utopia. <laughs> oh, which i was watching last night and i did watch like some of the live feeds I didn't, I didn't get a pass code or whatever so i didn't watch more than like what i was allowed or what i was able to watch free and did you log in because you can watch two of them for free for unlimited time oh i did i guess okay. i didn't notice that um so otherwise watched... you limit to five minutes yeah so i watched last night's premiere episode and <laughs> pretty much hated everyone except maybe the pastor except he cried a lot um <laughs> from the minute i met him so 
as I'm tweeting about it, saying like, okay, these people are awful, and um, if you get really upset about really stupid things really quickly, then you're perfect for uh, Utopia. <laughs> Carla clearly was very, she's like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this tomorrow. So you spent time with the live feeds, and I just wondered, like, how much did they edit out to make these people look just like lunatics? The editing job, I have to say, for the first episode was impressively accurate. Really? Um, the fights that were shown all happened like they did. Um, in fact, if anything, um, unless I looked away at the time, the fight between Aaron, the chef, and Red about mm-hmm. the chicken, that was much much worse of a fight. I mean, they got in each other's faces and I mean, they showed for a moment where Aaron kind of puts his head on red and he's going off. That was only, I mean, that fight went on for at least that moment of the fight. Cause the fight went on for hours, mm. but that moment of the fight probably lasted 15 minutes where they were just like screaming at each other. Um, so I have to say, I wasn't sure how they were going to be able to fit everything that happened in. Um, The one thing they left out, which I understand why they did, because um, I think, I mean, I was upset when it happened. But now that more time has passed on the live feeds, the incident with Josh and Mm -hmm. whether he should stay or not, they actually voted on uh, Friday night to kick him out. And they did not show that vote at all on um, the episode. They only showed the vote, the re-vote on Saturday. And I missed most of that meeting on the live feed. I just caught the end of it. So I never Mm -hmm. saw Hex's, like, tearful breakdown. Once Now, when I saw that in the episode last night, I understood why they voted to keep him. But at the time, I was like, he needs to go. Because if you were watching... It's weird because the way they edited it, you never really saw how inappropriate Josh Josh was. Like, I seriously, as I was watching everything unfold with him on that Friday night on the live feed, I seriously was waiting for something horrible to happen. Now, I they pulled away when Dave attacked him. And so it wasn't clear in the live feed what had actually happened. I'm surprised now that Dave wasn't the one that also got in trouble because he attacked Josh totally unprovoked. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hex was the way that it looked on the live feed was that he was protecting Hex, but that wasn't the case at all. Um, I mean, that's just what I assume since they pulled away during that. Yeah, because even you could see in the edited version, like that they showed, like they were walking away. I think Red. Right. Josh to walk away and Dave was going somewhere and he just grabbed him from behind and pulled him Right. And the other thing I had never seen, I did not start watching until they had that meeting um, on the first day. So I didn't see when they were doing like the, where Dave had the outbreak immediately. Oh my God. So adding that in, I'm like, geez, between those two things on the first day, like I would have been more scared of Dave than Josh, but I have a lot of people having seen the first episode are like, oh, Josh should have gone. Josh is horrible. I hate Josh. Well, after even that next day, like Josh is one of the most level headed people there and he earned his right to stay there. I mean, like they are all glad that he's still there. And to be honest, the funny part is that Bella, who's like, I'm afraid to be here with Josh. She, like, that next day, they show where she's, like, being nice to him. She is, like, totally in love with Josh. 
Oh, you could even tell it. You could tell from the five minutes that she was like staring at it. Yeah, it gets it, it gets She's even like, more. I just want to be liked, and I'm like, this is getting uncomfortable. Like, if I was Josh, I'd run away. She now is the one that's sexually harassing him. If anything, like she like she like pats his butt all the time, and because like, that's how it all started with Hex. Like they got drunk, and yeah, Josh is like, oh, I thought we were, and Hex is like, no, that's not what happened. I just the screaming was so bad, like it was too much. Like I've seen reality shows where they yell and they they but. It was so over the top and they you couldn't hear them talking to each other and it made heartfelt moments get like between the pastor and Hex. Like when they were having that moment where he was really explaining why he was being so emotional. Like Yeah. And then everybody starts screaming again. It's just like, ugh. I so can't it's wait on for again, people to get kicked off and new people to join. It's gonna be back on tomorrow night, and let me tell you. The screaming is going to continue. There's going to be, there's a major fight that takes place. Like between, Hex does not back down. And I don't know if it'll be on Tuesday night or if it'll be on the next, whatever the next broadcast is, but there is a major blowout that happens and Dave leaves. I did read about that because I was reading some of the forum stuff because I was interested to see. Did you say something about there was an explosion? Like, was it a literal explosion or was it like people yelling at each other? Uh, people yelling at each other. It's explosive in that regard. Yeah, no, there's not a physical like explosion. Like I just, but the fighting then the after. And... Uh, yeah, actually, a few more people go to the hospital. <laughs> My God. Um, the chef gets really sick. There's a big, the big, the next big blowout is going to be about food, and the decision that they had the first food order after they got the electricity on. And they charge the phone. Um, Dave and Red decide that they're going to be their own. They secede from the group, Jeez. sort of. And they think the money is partial. Like, they should split the money and they have their own portion. And it's funny because they keep saying, like, it, my 444 or whatever the amount is, which is totally not $5,000 divided by 14 or 15. So you keep on the feed, you kept waiting for someone to actually do this math in their head, but nobody <laughs> ever did, which is kind of funny, but yeah, that's the next big thing. And then Dave comes back and, um, they vote whether he can stay or not. And, uh, well, they decide whether he can stay or not. And then he comes back for his baptism. Do you think that they're going to make it a year having, having watched the live feeds for two weeks, Having now seen a premiere, do we think that, and the ratings were great, but they still beat like first runs of Wipeout and things like that. So do we think it could make? I think that it's entertaining. I mean, I've been addicted. Today's the first day I haven't, um, since it started, I haven't watched the feeds because Mm. I haven't been around. And then I just decided that I can't watch, like I need I and even when I was watching them I wasn't actually watching them. I more ran the noise listened to it in the background while I was right or whatever more as background noise and then if something interesting happened I would watch or um or if I saw on Twitter something was happening I'd turn them on and watch but I need to disconnect from it because I mean otherwise you could spend your whole life watching other people live their life and yeah. that's just like no way to be but um I think that it could really work they have because one contestant never made it in Utopia. Yeah, I um, read There that. was actually 14 that went in. So they brought in two new people, and one of them will be leaving tomorrow. 
So there's, you know, and now that Dave's left, they're going to have to replace Dave. So I think actually in a lot of ways that does help um, the show because it is shaking things up. There's already been um, one couple already had sex. Oh, Lord. And another couple had, like, pleasured each other under the (laughs) covers. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's been a week. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely plenty going on. And, you know, if, if either of those couples, quote unquote, breaks up, but they have to still live together, there's drama there. I mean, Bella is crazy. So she's always, <laughs> she, anytime she opens her mouth, there's drama. She just doesn't like yell the same way as some of the men have. And they're going to, I mean, once they start having to, they, they're almost out of money. So they have to come up with a business and now they all have to work together to run the business. So I think there's plenty of things to keep it interesting. But I also think with Dave out, because to be honest, Dave and Red were the two biggest disruptors. Instigators or whatever, yeah. It has been better. It's not nearly, like, they are getting stuff done. They're getting along. Um, But Dave's one of those people where he, at any moment, he could blow up. And so everyone was kind of walking in eggshells. So, well, I'm I'm intrigued enough to watch a second episode, even though I didn't love anybody really on the show. You will but, love hacks. Like I she think seemed you... like a really nice, like she seemed like a strong woman that I I could see myself like impressed by. I so also think I, you'll like Dedeker. I she think... didn't get a lot of screen time in the yeah. In the she will. I'm trying to think of the guys who. It depends some of it on the editing, but yeah. Josh is like the hardest worker. He gets the, they get a toilet and plumbing and he's pretty level-headed. Um, Mike, the lawyer, he's just like, he kind of puts his hands up and just kind of is like, okay, whatever. I'm just not dealing with things. So that kind of makes it a little interesting. Chris, the, the chili pepper farmer. Right. I'm him and Bree are in a relationship. Which is just creepy to me. I mean, I know that there's only like six years difference in their age, but she's 19. Oh. And she's clingy. <laughs> like, seriously, she, when the two new women came in, like, she, anytime they came over to talk to Chris, she would walk next and like hang on him to like, oh. cl- and she even was like, he's mine. That's the worst. And so, you know, like when they break up, yeah, it's like, you know. Well, Jason, do you have any interest in watching it at all? Uh, No. No, I didn't think so. Um, So that's Utopia. Yeah, so I will keep giving it a chance to, because, I mean, there were moments that I could see myself kind of reveling in how crazy it is and enjoying it. So TV recommendations. I suggest that everybody goes to get the Bob's Burgers comic, because it's funny and beautiful, and that shows the best. That's all I really have to say about it. I just think everybody should own it. There's my recommendation. Go find it, people. Jason. All right. Uh, my pick, since I've been, uh, I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to keep my picks the last few weeks uh, relevant to the preview that we're doing that week. So. Oh, okay. So this week uh, is irrelevant. So, so this week, uh, now and again, the DVD edition. It, it lasted one season. It was actually a really good show. Eric Close was he in that? Eric yeah. Close. I was I was going to actually recommend it a couple of weeks ago, but then I decided to do the uh, when it when it actually came out on DVD on uh, uh, Tuesday, August twenty uh, sixth. So it's been out for a little bit, uh, but yeah, it starred uh, 
started Eric Close, who's you know on Nashville now, uh, was on Without a Trace for a while. But it also started uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, and, and a few other people. But basically, Eric Close played like uh, this genetically engineered person that they took they took the the brain out of and you know the, this everyday family man that uh, that died or or got really uh, ended up dying, but ended up pretty bad off in a in an accident, and uh, they they used his brain to sort of power this. Uh, uh, this genetically engineered body that you know can now do all kinds of uh, uh, different things. It, it sort of it, it was definitely more on the dramatic end of things, but it sort of was a, a precursor to things like Chuck or or uh, you know Jake 2.0, where you just have uh, where in this case it was a genetically engineered body to be super good, but it's being powered by just you know this everyday guy that. Uh, uh, but the the other side of the thing was you got to see. Now that he was part of this secret program, he couldn't, you know, go back and be with his family. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was also the story of his family, his wife uh, and a daughter, and how they were dealing with the loss and how he was dealing with the loss. It was just a, it was just a really good show, but it was also kind of uh, before its time. It's almost like a little too science fictiony for like a CBS audience yeah. uh, that it never it never really uh, picked up, but. Uh, it's uh, it's worth checking out though. Cool. And Carla has a good one that I agree with. I, I'm not sure when it's coming. I think it's the end of this month. Um, oh yeah, August. Uh, Jason has it written here. August twenty. Nope, September because August is over. Um, Tuesday, September twenty third. Oh, so not too far away. Um, my pick is The Hundred Season One. It was by far, I think, my favorite uh, show from last season, and it doesn't premiere until the end of October, so and it's only thirteen, only thirteen episodes, so it's easy to get through, marathon it before it comes back. It's uh, The Hundred on CW. It's about a hundred teenagers that um, were living in space that get sent down to Earth to see if it's. Um, survivable or not, because a hundred years previously or previous, there was a nuclear, you know, some nuclear event happened. It's never really explained what, but that radiation supposedly killed off everyone on earth. And when those kids get to earth, um, you think it's going to be a little bit of Lord of the flies, but it really doesn't, it kind of turns out that way in some respects, but the show is so much more than that. Um, it really gets into how the kids survive, the decisions they make. Um, and then there are survivors on earth that are called the grounders that have been living and, um, generation to generation for those hundred years. So there's kind of the people that came from space now are kind of these invaders that, and the two groups have to, um, or, well, they don't have to, but they do kind of butt heads and collide um, and then there's issues with the whole reason they got sent was because air is running out um, on the ark. So if if they can live on the ground, then the people that are up on the ark can come down. So I think there's a good dynamic between like the adults that are up in the ark and then the teenagers that are on ground and which society is actually ends up living life better or safer more free, whether they're on the ground or in the arc. And the final two episodes, um, it's a two-part season finale, is just 
I mean, it's right up there. I mean, the show's on the CW, but I would say that the last two episodes especially, and then there's a few episodes early in the season as well that are just, you'll be shocked at the direction that they take. Uh, Jason um, Rothenberg, the creator of the show, he holds nothing back, and he he breaks rules and takes things in directions you would never expect. So I don't want to give anything really too much away, but... I really think that it's a quality show that is right up there with network and even some cable shows, even though it's on the CW. It's be like one of my favorite shows. Never in a million years that I expected to be one of my favorite shows and totally in love with it. I can't wait for the second season. Yeah. There was one episode that I ugly cried worse than I think I have on any show of any, <laughs> like, I mean, something, something happens. That's just like, so horrific in in such a kind of beautiful way if that makes any sense yeah i ugly ugly cried i think more than any other show i've ever watched even when megan died on one life to live i don't think i cried so bad well that was a rough one yeah (laughs) it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out if you if you missed it or if you didn't watch it the replay over the summer uh, they've uh, they've been replaying the whole first season over the summer i like that it comes out a month, even though it's only what thirteen episodes. Yeah, uh, it's it it comes out a month before on DVD. So if that's the way you like to uh, catch up on things, that's definitely uh, you'll have plenty of time before you get a full month before it actually premieres uh, for the second season. So, well, and the characters are so likable, even the ones that maybe you shouldn't like, and they grow and they change, and it seems yeah. very organic and natural and, and authentic there's a love triangle but everybody involved is so like the two girls involved they're not at each other like they would be in a different teen drama like everybody's so strong everybody's so like, relevant to the story it's like so secondary exactly like and it's almost not even a love triangle exactly i mean it's, it's, just, it's I almost how strong the characters are exactly Exactly. I like the way that that would play out. Like, I mean, it's happening. It makes sense why it's happening and it makes sense the way it plays out. But yet it's so like almost like pushed to the side that it's not, you know, like it's happening, but it's not the core of the show. Unlike other CW shows that are like all about it. Yeah, exactly. So the hundred DVD, get it, watch it, love it. Like we do outro. You can find links to the news stories we talked about as well as the recommendations we made and also where you can find Carla online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 241. And uh, next week, I will be joined by Anthony Ocasio from uh, ScreenRant.com and Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net. And we will be talking about uh, NBC. We will be doing, doing the NBC preview next week. And the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. Are you guys going to talk about how great Mysteries of Laura is? <laughs> I, I think it, it, that will probably okay. dominate. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I will see you guys on the internet. All right. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every day. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. I'm ready. I'm just making sure my dog, she was looking at me and I was like, are you going to bark? Okay, we're good. Uh, (laughs)
Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 